In case you missed it, Gen Z is having a moment. A young woman went viral this week for expressing the reality of adulting and having to go back to the office on a regular basis. Let's listen. But this is my first... I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it would be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here. Like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 6.15 earliest. And then like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower, eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like I don't have energy to work out. Like that's out the window. Like I'm so upset. Oh my God. Nothing to do with my job at all, but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office nine to five, like if it was remote, you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine. But like, I'm not home. It takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out hi team and welcome to the ceo podcast This is a place where we will have conversations on culture and team chemistry. We will deconstruct why there actually is an I in team from the strategies and attributes of the highest impact people and teams out there so that in turn, you can apply as tools in your life, business, and sports. My name and your host is Kevin Rutherford. I'm a CEO and leader by trade and training. I've directed teams to successful acquisition and exit while also creating recognized cultures where people want to work and play. So let's jump right into today's episode. Let's stay on, you know, company culture and talk a little bit about this, what's happening about the hybrid, especially in tech. A lot of tech companies are calling employees back to the firm, back to the company building to work. Uh, what's your take on what's happening with hybrid uh, at, you know, remote or at the office work? What's happening? I wanted to laugh first and foremost, because I was thinking about the irony of Zoom bringing employees back into the office. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good look. The team is the brand. The brand is the team. But don't do what we do. <laughs> Um, that said, I don't think it's full time. Here's, uh, if we go back to the way it was pre pandemic, I think we would be, uh, letting a crisis of what happened of that magnitude go to waste because we learned that we could do things remotely. So now people are like, okay, so he's all about remote. Mm, Hold on. Yeah. Cats out of the bag guys. It can be done. Yep. It can be done. However, that doesn't mean it's ideal either. Tonight, let them eat cake. Well, Elon Musk is letting loose on people who work from home, saying that they're like Marie Antoinette and that it is morally wrong to not work in an office. I kind of think that that the whole notion of work from home is is a bit like the you know the the, the, the fake Marie Antoinette quote, "Let them eat cake." Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like really you're going to work from home and you're going to make everyone else who made your car come work to the fact work in the factory. You're going to make the people who make your food that gets delivered, that they can't work from home, that, you know, 
the, the, the people that, that come fix your house, they, they can't work from home, but you can? Does that seem morally right? That's messed up. You see it as a moral issue? Yes. I mean, I see it more as and just it's, a, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a productivity issue, but yeah. it's also a moral issue. People should get off the gun, uh, moral high horse with the work from home bullshit. Um, because they're asking everyone else to not work from home while they do. And yet it's wrong. So I do think a hybrid is really important. And it's this isn't easy to solve. The, the more leaders that I talk to out there, fewer people really... I think have the answer than I realized I've never heard anyone. They've got it figured out. So I, I think this is we need to find a way to give people the autonomy of their time or agency of time where they can, because they're trying to juggle their home personal life as well as their work life. And we've got to get things done. So let's not focus on the punch clock. Let's focus on um, how do we help people get things done and in their personal life? How do you manage that? Here's what Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella had to say about hybrid work in an interview on Yahoo Finance. Yeah, in fact, we just released some data, uh, you know, called the Work Trends Index, which is sort of survey data that's got good cross section of customers, geographies, industries, uh, and there are three points, uh, Dan. I would say that sort of stand out. Right, the first one is what we call uh, the productivity paranoia. Uh, basically, eighty five percent plus um, uh, workers or uh, the members of the workforce think that they're being productive. Eighty five plus percent of the managers think that. Uh, there's more to be desired on productivity. So there's that paradox. And I think the best way to bridge that paradox is not to have more dogma, but more data. Uh, things like Viva Pulse can help everyone get to the same data. And more importantly, something like Viva Goals uh, and OKR system can help everyone align, right? So instead of this being some kind of a, a, an argument, let the data really help us move forward. Uh, the second one is people come for other people, right? People don't come to work or any place uh, because of policy. They come because of the connection they want to have uh, with other people. So that me, I, I say that we all have to learn new soft skills as even leaders uh, to facilitate those moments where people can come. And of course, even tools like Viva Connections and so on can help. And then the last thing is, just because you had an offer and you recruited somebody doesn't mean you don't need to re-recruit. Uh, and so this is where, again, everything about what you as a leader can do to re-recruit employees, help them with even their own career progress, right? One of the things that we are seeing is, uh, you know, skilling. Uh, I, I want to be able to come in. I want to be able to make progress in my profession. Uh, and so anything that we can do to help show that we are re-recruiting them and then energizing them, I think is all going to be very, very helpful. It is way more powerful. Likely, um, the magnifier effect is way stronger if you can do things together as well. So team cohesion, team chemistry, and being together is mission critical. It, it is mission critical. Now, I don't think that has to be mandated every single week. I don't know what the cadence is, but you've got to find places in order to get together and you've, you've got to schedule it. You've got to make it happen. Whether employees like it or not, that is needed for team performance. It, it, it's just, it just is. We're social beings. Well, let me play the other side of the coin. So let's say I own a company. I've got the, you know, a lease on a fairly large building or, you know, headquarters somewhere. Kevin, you know, if I don't have so many people coming in, I don't need, you know, 250,000 square feet. Uh, I can save a lot on overhead if I keep my workers remote. 
Yeah, I think I think you should cut back then. (laughs) Like, I I really do. I agree with you. Listen, if you're only going back into the office, let's just say on average two to three days a week versus the five, then you probably need to cut back that square footage by 40 percent. Like, I'm sorry if you're in the commercial real estate business, that's bad news for you. But um, that really is, I think, the the likelihood of what all should be considering. Now, what we do with that space in cities, that's a massive concern. So different questions, different problem now that's as a result of this um so i I do think that square footage needs to be reduced dramatically i don't think there's any way around it i think it's so the math is obvious well okay so let's take another scenario um so i've got a 50 person company Mm -hmm. and i don't need as much square footage but i can save and i think i was reading it was a forbes article Mm -hmm. about thirty thousand dollars per employee per year by not having them come into the office, which means, you know, I'm not using as many office supplies. I don't need to carry the insurance, mm. um, all the other overhead costs. You know, if I'm catering lunch once a week, um, on average, I think the savings is upwards of $30,000 a head. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's a strong argument <laughs> to keep people working remotely, not to mention the fact that people, uh, sort of begin to complain about the commute and the traffic and, you know, the wear and tear on their car and they have to spend another two hours in hair and makeup before they get into the office and childcare, you know, pet sitting, all, all these headaches uh, that happen because they have to be in office at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Yeah. Well, let me give you an example. Noon hydration. Uh, when I was um, leading the team there as CEO and, we were probably a little ahead of the curve. We, um, we adopted this thing called zoom, um, several years before the pandemic started. And what's interesting about the culture of this team is roughly half the team didn't actually work in the Seattle headquarters. They worked around, um, United States and Canada. They were either field marketers, or field sales folks for the most part. Otherwise we were all at the headquarters. So we partially answered this question. Um, What's fascinating is the culture of the team was really strong. And you know how we did it? We rallied around experiences together that moved the business forward, but also um, challenged us to do hard things together. Working trade shows, we would bring a big team and treat it like a mini, I can't say all company meeting because you can't have everyone there, but we would have a more than we needed for the event with to with the intent to create collaboration connection and other types of work as well like a sales conference 100% and but we're doing that several times a year it's just not with all the exact same people every single time and so this connection was people had these connections of doing hard things together and then we would have our virtual as well as in person so people somewhere online and somewhere in the office and we would have connections on our all hands meeting every single month um Here's where I'm going is the technology can play a role, but you do need to find ways to get together and you need to schedule it. You need to make it happen. And it needs to be at some sort of regular cadence. What we weren't doing back then, we were doing roughly four days a week, not five um, in the office. And today, probably it's it's probably going to be more like a two to three day is what what I'm expecting. I still don't know how to solve that because if you schedule it specifically on certain days, that still causes a personal headache for people on commute and everything you described. And I'm wondering if it needs to be every single week. I actually don't know. Um, but in person is important. I will, I will say I, I learned this one. I thought this was a really good point from Scott Galloway as well. Um, he talks about if you're earlier in your career, 
you're likely saying, I don't want to be in the office, but the reality is you do want to be in the office because the relationships and the connections and what you can do on spontaneous interactions, you can't get on a zoom meeting. So you want to be in the office. If you're older, like myself, you actually probably don't need to be in the office as much because I'm further along in my career journey. That said, I would still go in the office, but I think it's an interesting perspective to, I don't think a lot of employees are thinking about this or teammates are thinking about the benefits of just relationships at work. You know, loneliness is a real thing. You know, as you get older, a lot of people have talked about this, including, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Scott G, but it's like, you know, uh, to be a solopreneur, to, you know, run your own company, it gets lonely sometimes. Yeah, You don't have uh, people to bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have um, people to give support when things go wrong. <laughs> you know, it's, and, and we talked about this. There's an energy people. There's an energy you can only get when you're in person with someone like yeah. we're doing right now. Yeah. You can't get that magnitude and that feeling of energy when you're not in person. It's hard to put a value on it, but you know, it's, it's real mm-hmm. um, to have a support system. You know, we all belong to tribes or, you know, communities, whether it's at work through social pro, but like, you know, usually work, your work tribe is a big part of your, your dynamic part of your personality, part of your support system. Mm-hmm. And that is some real value there and being in the office with other people, like-minded people. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, um, something just popped into my head. That's a little bit related. Cause I was thinking about people's response to this could be roll. I roll. I don't need to go in the office. So I don't want to be in the office. And I'm stealing from Tom Peters on this one, but I just love this one. So I apologize for the, uh, the language for a moment, but he goes, it's all about give a shitism. Um, and I, I call it the gas, right? So you have to give a shirt. Um, so I won't swear in that case, but, um, this is your podcast, Kevin, lay it, lay it down. Lay it down. So give a shit. All right. Listen, just give a shit. People, the teammates, everyone has, you have to give a shit if you want to be, if you want to succeed at whatever you're doing, you have to give a shit. And by the way, managers, leaders, you have to give a shit about your teammates. The whole apathy or I'm just doing it my way. It's just not going to work. Um, and it, it goes both ways. Um, so it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some compromise. The results will happen as a result, like the impact for you and the team, et cetera. But you have to give a shit. And I think you can only look yourself in the mirror and say, do I, um, or is it just about me or do I care about what the mission is and what we're trying to do? And you're right. This, this is how culture is made Yep, is by your attitudes and your actions. Do you walk the talk? Yep. People pay attention. Yep. Here's our values. And then the behaviors are what is the manifestation of the values. And are they consistent? If they're not, if you're not, I'm not, we're not, then the values mean nothing. It's just some fancy thing on a wall. It's all about the behaviors and your actions. Ultimately, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. walk the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, world's best boss is something that you uh, want to earn, not something that you go out and buy and put on a mug and put on your, put on your desk. Or you can get it for yourself and act like someone gave it to you. <laughs> that too. And that would be Michael Scott. Okay, team, let's bring it in. Hopefully you take away something today that you're able to reapply to your world. 
The purpose and intention of this pod is simply to give you the tools to excel both individually and as a team. Let's be crystal clear. Life is a team sport. This applies to the game of life, business, and in sports. I've said this before, there really is an I in team. I was born and raised in Canada, and the French translation for team there is a key. <gasps> so yes, literally, there is an I in a keep, and therefore, the meaning of team. It starts with the individual, that's you and me. We flourish with how we manifest our need to be interconnected. All this leading to imagining a future state of the world we want to create. And we will. So that's all for today. Let's go get it. I would love to hear from each and every one of you or any one of you. Um, so you can find me at, let me know what you're thinking, um, on Instagram or uh, Twitter or no, otherwise known as X today uh, at the handle clean underscore lantern. That's clean underscore lantern. Fire away. And one uh, last request, if I may, and if you feel so compelled, please feel free to leave a review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and feel free to share as well. Um, thank you. 